Welcome to Real World Investing, a podcast brought to you by Team Asset Management. Introducing your host, Mark Club. You're listening to Real World Investing. Invest in life, your life, because good investments give you back your time. Today, Mark speaks with Matthew Boxall, Investment Analysis at Team Asset Management. Matt has recently published a white paper, Press Play on the Gaming Market. Listen as we unpack the world of e-gaming. So, uh, Matt, uh, thank you for agreeing to um, uh, educate me on the world of gaming and esports. No worries. Um, so, Matt, just remind me, how old are you? Uh, I'm 25. Okay, okay. Um, and so, how long have you been um, gaming? Uh Probably a lot longer than I'd like to admit, but uh, it's probably about 20 years, so probably when I was about five. Um, I got my first console was, uh, it was a little Game Boy uh, from Nintendo. Oh, I remember those, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. Uh, I mean, at the time, I kind of got dragged into it because uh, I was at that age where there was Pokemon cards uh, that were out, everyone was trading these cards, uh, and then they released the... Game Boy version of it, the games. Um, I remember the cards as well. Yeah, I, I'm scattered all over the house yeah. by my eight-year-old. Yeah, I, I've still got the original 151 collection. I think it is uh, in in a folder. So please don't tell me they're worth a huge amount of money. Um, I hope they are. Uh, <laughs> I hope so, but honestly, I, I know some cards go for stupid amounts of money these days. But um, I don't know what my collection's worth. I I don't want to value it. Um, so yeah, so and then eventually they came out, and then kids at school had the Game Boys. They had the Pokemon video game that obviously sent me home to mum and dad saying, "Please, please buy me this." Uh, eventually they gave in and bought me, it. and then that's kind of how it um, how I got into it. And then I sort of go went from the Game Boy where you could take remotely. My parents used to give it to me in the car on journeys, you know, if we were going to the beach in the summer to sort of like shut me up. Um, or if I was going somewhere, my parents knew that I wouldn't necessarily like to keep me entertained and to keep me from protesting, which I would probably quite often do as a kid. They would give me the Game Boy just to keep me entertained and, and quiet in, in, in a way, um, which it, it worked. <laughs> um, and then I transitioned from there into the PlayStation, um, PlayStation 1, playing you know some of the very early FIFA games, and now we're now up to FIFA 21. That's coming out shortly. Um, mm-hmm. I used to play that. That I used to play with like my best mates. Um, I was lucky enough that my best mate actually lives used to live right across the road from me. So me and him would quite often go in each other's houses. We'd play the video, like play FIFA together um, to begin with, because you know we we're both quite little at this age. We're probably like very, you know, we we're less than ten. So we, we, yeah, we were definitely, you know, we were avid football fans. Uh, we'd be playing football outside and then if it was raining or a bit cold or, or for whatever reason, uh, we would then come in and we'd play on, on the PlayStation um, or we'd quite often play sort of on our Game Boys together outside. Uh, I remember times in the summer, uh, we would be sat outside in, in the front garden, in my front garden on, on our estate and, you know, we, we'd just be sort of all chilling out with each other just playing these video games. So do, 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 do you think that in a way um the game boy 
almost replace the TV. Um, you know, if it was raining when I was a kid, um, you'd go in and maybe watch a bit of TV um, or play a board game. I mean, I guess where I'm coming from is that um, there's not really any difference, if you like, in terms of the allocation of a kid's time to an electronic game than there was for me as a 60-year-old um, to the time that was allocated to playing Cluedo or Monopoly or watching TV? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I have to agree with that. But I don't think it's—I don't think it took time away from TV. It took time from necessary board games. I mean, I, I can only speak from my own experience that I—I I did play sort of those board games growing up. But I would much rather have been on either my on PlayStation your game boy, yeah. or my Game Boy. And yeah. I mean. I was a kid, I was an avid Scooby-Doo fan as a kid, uh, so I, I would never miss an episode. Yeah. Um, so I'd be watching TV, watching Scooby-Doo, whilst playing Pokemon on my Game Boy, uh, with my, probably with my Pokemon cards scattered all over the living room floor, <laughs> to my parents' dismay. Um, so I, I think it was sort of the allocation, it, we were in this sort of technological advancement where they were portable, and so you could sort of almost do not two things at once, but there was that capability to do multiple things or take it with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was going to be one of the things I was going to ask you, actually. So, so, I, I mean, you were not the first generation to 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 um, have uh, electronic games uh, or where electronic games were easily accessible. Um, you know, they they existed before you discovered them, or your yeah. generation discovered mm-hmm. them. Um, but but how how have they changed? Would you say since that first Game Boy or or or, or, or Nintendo device? How, how how things changed? Because they look so different today. Everything looks so different today. Yeah. No. I think when sort of gaming first electronic gaming really first came uh, about it was kind of an arcade game you know like pac-man i mean there's probably uh articles even uh, you know there's games available even earlier than that yeah um, i mean snake is one that you i mean refer to snake, in the... yeah in the article i refer to you know not i remember snake but that's that's on mobile gaming and i remember my my parents both had the nokia 3310s with it and i mean I used to love getting it, and it used to infuriate me as well, Absolutely, because it would get so big, and I'll get to my almost to my high score, then I'll eat my own tail, and it it would cause a nightmare. But I think it's changed. There's because we've been in such a time where, I mean, I'm only sort of saying this from the from my point of view and my aspect, looking backwards, that in the 70s and 80s, where video games kind of started emerging, there there was hard. There wasn't much sort of technological advancement as such. I mean, mm. you might argue differently, but from where we are today, the period between sort of the mid to late 90s to to now, what we've had is, is huge. So, you know, going back to the whole Nokia thing, a Nokia would, it would, you know, make a phone call, send a text message, and you could play Snake. Now on my iPhone, I could be playing, I could be playing Call of Duty uh, on my mobile, whilst you know wirelessly i don't need to be hooked up to an internet i'll just use my my data my 4g hopefully soon to be 5g um and then 
they're, the end, the possibilities for it is just endless. Um, and I think that's that's where we've come from, and that's yeah. I mean, but perhaps perhaps we'll return to this part of it um, in terms of. I mean, I I, I think five uh, G uh, is an is a is a whole separate podcast, um, but perhaps we'll touch on that again a bit later. I, I, I mean, uh, while you were growing up, and and in fact, you know, today, what. Uh, what other interests and hobbies do you have other than, of course, working with me and team? Um, uh, but hopefully that's not a hobby. Um, what, what, what other interests do you have in your life? I, mean, uh, I know you're keen on motorbikes. Yeah, so, I mean, motorbiking is a massive thing. Um, for me, I mean, my, my, sort of my whole dad's side of the family are big uh, petrol heads, really. Um, I, mean, I mean, I've been in sort of predisposed to the sound of motorbikes before I was um, born uh, because mm-hmm. my my dad used to get my mum when she was pregnant with me to stand in front of the TV when the motorbikes are on so I'd like the sound. Sure enough, now a, a lot of people would disagree but my motorbike's pretty loud and I think it sounds really cool. A lot of people do not like it but I do. And it, and it, I don't know if it's just... I've just been around motorbikes, so I absolutely... I'd say you follow MotoGP and... Yeah, so MotoGP, I mean, me and my dad never miss a race. Um, I mean, even even when I'm on holiday, I try and catch them from out of the country. Um, I try and catch the race. Um, But I suppose as a grumpy old man, um, you know, the, the, the criticism that grumpy old men and probably grumpy old women as well, mothers level at 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 you lot is that you know you don't get enough outdoor exercise uh you know you don't play team sports um you, you know uh i mean a motorbike riding a motorbike it's, is a relatively solitary and i wouldn't exactly call yeah, it physical exercise i mean what what other things do you do so i mean i love football i mean i love loads of sports i mean uh, growing up, I was playing football, cricket. I used to surf, mountain bike. Um, you know, any activity at school, I'd be, I'd, I'd get involved with. Um, I wouldn't say I did athletics, but you know, for sports day, I would always enter that. Um, I sort of so so I've sort of tried everything. I mean, I even played netball at one point for when I was at primary school. Um, because the opportunity was there, um, so so you wouldn't say then that 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 your gaming was all all involving, you know. Yeah. I mean, how much time? So let's go back to those days at school where you're playing football, um, you're doing your mountain biking. I mean, d- 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 how much of the time, if you like, was spent gaming versus the rest? Ten percent, fifteen percent. Um, it's thinking back. It's hard to put a percentage on so it. It depends on what the weather was like. Mainly the weather. I mean, I, I consider myself lucky to have parents that allowed me to do all these activities. Because I mean, it wouldn't just be, um, you know, I'd play football for school. It'd be I'd be part of a club. I'd go to training mm, in mm. the summer holidays. I'd go to football camps or cricket camps for a week. So you know, that's that's me outdoors socialising with with a lot of people um, for a long period of time. So. I was no way, just because I play video games, I'm not some sort of hermit. Uh, I am a bit now. 
Um, that's because you're working hard that's because for, I'm, for me. Yeah, that's because I'm, I'm working. <laughs> yeah, it's now eat, sleep, work, repeat. Um, so, but I mean, I got to thank my parents mainly for sort of allowing me to play these games, but also ensuring that I had enough time outdoors to stay physically fit, um, to socialize with real people, to to do loads of different things, but also still, you know, make sure my homework was done, um, but also, you know, still allow me to have my sort of me time or or whatever, just to so, play so, on the PlayStation. So, so what you would really say is that, um, y- you know, a lot of the criticism, if you like, that's levelled at gaming and and is is ultimately. Uh, for children is down to the parental supervi- uh, supervision and and sort of parental control to an extent yeah but that's like absolutely anything i mean it travels to yeah. anything and then you know the media do say you know um too many kids are playing video games they're not getting enough exercise outdoors but at the end of the day when they're at that age it's always down to the parents it's you know yes uh, it's the parents' impact. If you, and all the school. Yeah, it's a bit like if you give a dog a huge bowl of food, it's going to continue to eat it even though it's hungry. It's just going to continue to eat. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same as giving someone something that, that they, they generally enjoy and because it's a popular. I mean, I suppose, you know, I, I guess that I'm coming from the grumpy old man perspective that, you, you know, um, that the argument... Uh, uh, that you know, gaming is is not a positive. Uh, you know that there's that that that, that the negative implications. You, you know, I would say that a lot of people of particularly my generation would um, not agree with um, the whole growth in this sector so so do you do would you from your generation say that gaming was a positive and 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 what sort of effects do you think that gaming has had on you know young society uh uh, both yours your current um age grouping but also maybe you know younger people that are following through um you know uh in, in, in a very challenged uh, today's world? Um, I think there are definitely positives in it. Um, it can be abused like absolutely anything. I mean, you know, the stereotypical gamer um, is, you know, someone who doesn't go out, who just locks away in a basement and plays by themselves, you know, for all, all hours in the day, sleeps and is, you know, quite frankly, not in any fit or healthy shape. Um, but actually sort of from my perspective uh, it's especially during the coronavirus pandemic as well a lot of people were stuck indoors so mm, yeah a lot of people well, they couldn't go out yeah they because you couldn't so what else do you do so but the thanks to sort of technological advancements we've now got a video game it's not individual it's very much whilst you are playing for yourself you're actually playing with other people it because you know now we've got much better internet connectivity that's global. I mean, I could be on my PlayStation and I could be playing with someone in France. I could be playing with someone in the yeah, UK. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll cover that, if, if, if I may, um, 
on one of my other questions that I have, which is more towards um, esports. Um, you know, but 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 it, so you basically don't see the evolution, growth, further penetration of gaming, um, computer gaming, device gaming, whether that be a phone, a tablet, as as a negative you don't see you don't see um it as um detracting anything from uh, your demographic uh as education life skills you know uh, um you, you don't see that no i mean again i can only speak from my sort of personal view but i mean my reaction- that's why i'm interviewing yeah, you so of course but i mean like when like the video games that I play, there's a huge social side to it. I mean, um, there's mainly four of us that I mean, you know, it's my best mate, his older brother, um, which is a very good mate of mine, and then another really really close friend. Two of them live in the UK, so you know, we we can't see each other socially, full of physic like face to face. We can't go down the pub with together uh, because they're in the UK, and obviously yeah. with coronavirus and that, yeah. Um, you, you can't meet anyone anyway, so so, so in actual fact, it, it's, it, it's it's it, it actually fosters friendship. Yes, yeah, hundred um, percent. And I think you know, it, it does. I mean, even from someone looking outside in, like mm. if I was on my PlayStation now in this room, uh, because there's a glass, um, there's a glass sort of door next to us. If someone was looking in, and I was actually on the headset to my to my three like best mates. Um, just you know, playing a game together. Someone would think that I was playing purely by myself and being a complete loner. Yeah. And in reality, I'm actually catching up with my with my buddies, having a good time. Um, but actually, I'm just in the comfort of my own little space. So, um, oh my goodness, Matt, stop, stop. <laughs> That's way too many things for an old buzzard like me to be doing. Um, but yeah, yeah, okay. I, I mean, let's move to something a bit more positive if you like um what sort of advancements do you think we'll see in terms of the gamers experience in gaming what sort of technological advancements do you foresee sort of um from a consumer perspective uh i mean we're going into the a new cycle of console generations now um, as I spoke in the article, I mean, Sony have got the PlayStation 5 coming out in November. Uh, Microsoft have got their Xbox Series X coming out uh, yep. in the same time. Yep. And, I mean, we, we're in the this current cycle that we're in now with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Um, that, you know, they've been out since 2013, I believe. I think that's when the PlayStation 4 came out. Mm. So that's a seven-year period. So mm. it looks like we're going to be sort of not stuck with these new consoles for at least another cycle that long. But what we will see is definitely enhanced graphics. So it's no longer going to be um, pixelated like when I first started playing um, video games mm-hmm. where, you know, a human, well, a human character yep. was almost, you know, a bunch of squares of different shades of pink. Um, yep. And their black t-shirt was different squares of black. So now it's becoming, you know, 
There's ray tracing. There's more, it's more lifelike. It's more yeah, real so it's, lifelike. It's almost going to be like you're playing a movie. So you go to the cinema because it's obviously real actors. So yeah. it has that human touch. That's where we're slowly getting into with the video game world. Uh, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the technical term for that is augmented reality. Um, or, or No, augmented reality is um, that Pokemon Go where you've got where you had these um, sort of video game characters in the real world. So these will still... So, you know, if I had the Pokemon Go uh, app on my phone, I would, you know, look and I'd be like, oh, look, there's a Pokemon on, on the table. Let me catch it. So right. the game is in the real world. Um, and and so... Um, and another word that seems to... Or another phrase that seems to be banded about when you read about the future of gaming is, is is virtual reality vr yeah and how how near do you think that is in terms of gaming uh well we've we've actually had it for a while uh, right. it's been around for a while i mean it's not i mean the graphics compared to sort of the playstation um i mean you can actually get a vr headset for the playstation the graphics aren't up there with sort of standalone just console games um mm. But they're slowly making huge advancements to it. There are a lot of private companies in the space that are making sort of real advancements in this area. And I think, you know, going forward, it will be, I don't think it'll be the the, the lead, but it will play a huge part. And I think, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but with esports, there will be a more virtual world in it. Um, and I think VR is going to have a huge impact for it. Um, I mean... I, for one, quite excited for the area. I mean, I wouldn't mind putting on a headset um, and just sort of, you know, if I'm playing Call of Duty, which is the the military game, you know, I wouldn't mind sort of almost being in there and moving and then firing mm. a, a fake mm. gun, mm. Um, mm. you know, in my in my gaming space. So Or driving a Formula 1 car. Or driving an F1 car. Yeah, it gives you that much more. But, I mean, the F1 car, you can buy the seats, you can buy the steering wheel yes. for the games now anyway. Um but it will give you that much more sort of like immersive feeling that like you're actually there. Whereas at the moment, the graphics are just increasing to make it look like that we're controlling real people. Can I just go back and touch touch on something that 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 um, you referred to? Small companies developing, you know, uh, applications, new technologies. Um, do you see a new entrant? Um, into the marketplace for the actual device. I mean, it, it seems to me that the, the the device side of things is pretty much an oligopoly now, whether it's a Microsoft Xbox, whether it's Nintendo, or whether it's a phone, which is now dominated by Samsung and Apple. Um, is there, is, is there uh, uh, another Nintendo out there that's going to break in? Um, from what I've read, I can't see anything because, again, it, it's all it's all about the sort of brand um, history to an extent. I mean, you know, there, there's almost like a rivalry between almost like two football teams, you know, like um, yeah. like City and United. Yeah. Um, the PlayStation versus Xbox. It yes. was always at school, be like, oh, you you play Xbox, haha, <laughs> unlucky you. When in reality, the game consoles were pretty much the same. Yes. Some bits were better, some bits were worse. Um, yes. 
And I can't, and I mean, unless something comes and in. And the that, bits that one was worse at, the other one was better at. Yeah, so it was almost, it was always a level playing field. Mm. Um, and now we're at a point in in connectivity where actually, before you could never play. So if you and I, um, I had a PlayStation, you had an Xbox, we could never have played a game together. Right. Now ah. we're slowly uh-huh. being introduced on cross uh-huh. cross formatting play. So uh-huh. it's called cross play. Um, I mean, we saw it first. Well, I'm not sure if it's first, but it first became very, very mainstream with um, Epic Games' Fortnite. So you'd be playing with people on PCs who, and also on Xbox and on PlayStation. Um, yeah. Call of Duty have done the same. They've got crossplay enabled. So it's right. now it now brings that social aspect even more um, to the industry. So, so basically, what we're saying is that if you want to play a game, a computer game, or you want to participate in esports, you basically will either have an Xbox, a Nintendo, an iPhone or iPad, or the equivalent Samsung. Um, that would dominate. No, if you, if you were going down the esports route, you'd need primarily an Xbox, PlayStation or PC, probably a PC. Not a phone. Not a fair. I mean, in Asia, the mobile gaming esports is huge. So yep. in that demo app, yes. But in sort of... Is that because the 5G won't support... The the network won't support it? No, or? it's just it's just the um, it's just the games that they that they play and that they compete with. Uh, right. It's all now on mobile. Right. Um, and I mean, Tencent obviously is quite a dominator in that, yep. in that geographic. Yeah. And we are seeing that you know they are very much a games maker and it's a lot of their games that i believe are are being played so but no so i think going back to your first um going back to your previous question i can't see any other console being made right uh that's going to blow in them out of the water because the research and development in pcs in xbox and in playstations and even in nintendos it's it's going to be hard to replicate. It's going to be hard to draw someone away from what they know. Right. So basically, the technology is going to be in the the these sort of core technological infrastructure of the device, which presumably is um, you know the chipset, including the graphics card. Yeah. So a lot of these companies. So if we just take Microsoft and um, and Sony. A lot of them use NVIDIA graphics cards. Uh, in the PlayStation, they have AMD um, right. components as well. So, you know, whilst they do a lot of the research and development themselves and they sort of utilize other sort of best in best in sort of category parts to enhance their product. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like sticking an aftermarket turbo in your in your car. Right. You right. know, the car's still going to be whatever brand it is, but, but you've got this... Ex- you've got more power. You've got this extra turbo, you've got this aftermarket turbo, and it's producing more power. Um, Again, uh, just sticking to the technology bit. So if I've got a brilliant idea uh, for a new game, um, presumably I need to write that in a computer code so that it can be supported on the device... Is there sort of a common language, if you like, that these games are written in? 
Honestly, I don't know the answer to that. Um, the whole sort of how they're made, uh, it mean, it's it blows me out of the water. I mean, right. it's um, but, and is it is it quite random? Um, I'm I'm honestly not sure. But right. if you had a if you were a, a computer programmer and you had the the knowledge to build the game or build the engine to to run it, you would then go to um, sort of these conventions. Yeah. Uh, so like E3, uh, Activision Blizzard do one called BlizzCon, and then you would go there, and there are chances for you to meet with the developers, like mm. the, the mm. big players, mm. and say, "Look, this is my game. Um, here's a very rough demo of it on on my laptop." Okay, and then they and will then pick it. They'll pick it up and develop it. Obviously, they're going to take a big cut. Right. Yeah. But that's how. That's how if you've got a brilliant idea and you need to get it to market, that's kind of the way to go these days. Not too dissimilar to the music industry. Um, yeah. Okay, let, let's let's move on a little bit um, to talk about esports. Um, you know, clearly with COVID and large chunks of the world being shut down and confined to barracks or to their homes, um, you know, there's been a lot of press about esports. But actually esports was growing pretty quickly before the COVID pandemic and subsequent lockdowns. Um, I mean, is this something you get involved in uh, uh, personally? Um, personally, I mean, it's, um, I, I mean, I watch some of them on, on like on YouTube or on Amazon owned, uh, Amazon owned Twitch. Um, I mean, and I mean, I sometimes play competitively with uh, my three other buddies, so the four of us, but we don't, we never play to the level where we're, where you're competing for cash prizes or uh, even can deem yourself as a competitive player. We're just purely recreational mm, players. Mm. Um, but but is that not like any other sport? You know, I play for my pub team on a Sunday yeah. morning football. and Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not playing for Manchester United in the Champions League exactly. final. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly that. Or, but, you know, I'm not playing at Anfield, you know, smashing three goals past them. Exactly. Um, and... You know, esports has come a very long way. It started off as sort of uh, being some very sort of niche players in, in it, on a niche game um, in some sort of um, hall somewhere, and there'll be small cash prizes. It's now grown, and you know, like we're saying before the coronavirus pandemic, we already had um, the Call of Duty League, the Overwatch League came out. Um, few years okay because that was what i was going to ask you you know what what are the you know give me some examples of the big e-sports of today's world because i mean i've even read that it might be in the olympic there's a e-sports olympics yeah so i mean just from the ones that i'm most familiar with i mean um call of duty the call of duty league that's actually quite an interesting one because uh, it's it was in its inaugural season this year anyway and it started off yeah. it's global there um you know, there's teams, well, they say it's global. There's a lot of uh, US teams, but there's a Canadian team, there's a French uh, a Paris team, and there's a London team. Um, so it's a global. And the idea was to sort of host in their um, home stadiums to yep. have that travel. But obviously, Corona came around, put an end to that. So because it's a video game, what they did, they actually moved it all online. Hmm. They started streaming it through YouTube, hmm. um, so there was no crowds, and the players would actually do it from their own home. Uh, and to monitor this, because of their the the sort of the ability to cheat in these games, 
is a lot easier than if you were to cheat in football. Um, right. Because you know you you could put a little so- software on your on your ah, PC or in your ah. PlayStation that you know makes you not miss a shot or uh, okay you okay. know gives you an extra bit of health. It's all these little things that could definitely just sort of give you that edge that are definitely not allowed. So what they would do they they would actually put they would actually make sure that every player playing had a camera on them, and so you they could see exactly what was going on right um, at all times. So whenever Whenever they were streaming, it had to be the camera had to be on, right. um, just to make sure that it they was weren't all, sticking it, a gizmo into the exactly. Device. So it was all legit, um, and you know there were obviously teething problems along mm. the line, mm. especially mm. with sort of um, view like viewing it. Uh, mm. But with such short notice, you can't expect it to be seamless. Um, so you think that that will develop? I think it will develop, and it you know obviously we you go from having a, a crowd behind you and that sort of sport, that sort of stadium feel where, you know, from, from a player perspective, they probably get that adrenaline rush when they yes. hear the crowd yes. sort of roaring for the play you made or whatever you're doing. So just sort of being almost alone in your room with your teammates over sort of um, over the internet. Um, but I, I, you know, it's definitely not impossible anymore. Uh, and it was still able to play unlike most sports. Okay. Well, Matt, thank you very much. Um, I, I I learnt a lot from firstly your report or article. Um, uh, I thought it was a great piece of writing, um, and um, I have to say that it's uh, been very extensively viewed on our website, um, which I hope all those listening to. Um, Enjoy our website, and and hopefully we're writing about relevant things. Um, so thank you again, Matt. I have one last 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 question though before uh, you can go. Um, uh, as you know, uh, one of my core beliefs and 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 a team. It's certainly uh, how we try to invest is, you know, two sort of rules of the 12. You know, uh, we always prefer to invest in in the shop that sells the picks and shovels rather than trying to pick the mine that has um, all, all, all the gold. Um, and, you know, also thematically, we're always looking to invest in companies that are, you know, very much direct beneficiaries from you know, one of, uh, um, at least one of, but preferably more, uh, of our six core megatrends. Um, You know, and I can understand where the gaming comes from in terms of the six megatrends. Um, Urbanisation, demographics, um, technology... You could also argue um, resource scarcity in some ways because the um, carbon footprint of playing a game uh, is probably pretty minimal these days. Um, uh, And it's certainly uh, capitalism without capital because there's not huge capital outlays to participate in this marketplace. So I think the thing that I, uh, the the main question I'd like to ask is is the picks and shovels question. So, um, could you give me three shops, if you like, 
you know, three shops that sell the picks and shovels that make this global industry, um, you know, makes the picks and shovels for this global ever-changing and developing industry? Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's quite, um, it's not a straightforward question because obviously the the vast expansion of, of gaming, I mean, you know, um, with the average age in my article saying it was 35 and Microsoft claiming that there's, you know, more than 2 billion gamers around the world. Um, and even, you know, yourself, you are a gamer because you play uh, backgammon on your phone. Correct. That's classed as a gamer. Uh, you know, e- even if you were sat at a doctor's appointment and just playing Candy Crush, you're you're classified as a gamer. So, yep. um, I mean, the first way that the first shop I would say would be Amazon, purely for its Amazon Web Services. Um, yeah, they, uh, they, you know, a lot of the gaming developers use um, AWS to um, for their cloud platforms these days. Um, and then another from another sort of standpoint, I would say maybe Nvidia for their chips. Uh, because they do enhance, especially from um, a, a PC um, background, they enhance the game. So this they, is the graphics chips. Yeah, so they do graphics, but also do other uh, performance parts. Um, so the turbocharger. Sen- yeah, essentially that gives that game the game experience that that much more sort of power to it. Um, you know, again, mainly through visuals. Uh, so and can their chip be retrofitted? Uh, what do you mean? So, well, could 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 can you, could you sort of have one that doesn't have a Nvidia chip in, and then put an Nvidia chip in? Yeah. So, if you were to build, you know, gaming PCs these days are, are custom built, right? Uh, uh, okay. You, you know, okay. you buy the shell and then you uh, add and then the parts. you add the parts, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, you can spend up to forty thousand dollars. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, specking out a PC. Whoa. Whoa. Um, whoa. Whoa. You know, is you can have water cooled. PCs. So right, okay. Um, so I'd say Nvidia because it's also you're also adding that diversification in that it's not just what they provide for the gaming industry; it's what they do for everything else in technology. Mm, mm, um, sure. I mean, uh, uh, let, let's not spend too much time on Nvidia, but but yeah, um, okay. So got that one. That's definitely a shop that sells so picks. Amazon. And, and what Amazon would be your Nvidia, third? and then the third one, I'd possibly say Tencent, just to play that sort of because in Asia, um, it's a huge, uh, it's hugely popular. Yeah. Um, Tencent is again is a big dominant player in that market. Right. Um, and they also own uh, a lot of the internet services in there. They own a lot of the games. Right. So, if um, rather than just uh, relying on one hit wonder games, yeah, they have invested a lot in multiple games that all in an extent they do cannibalize each other because if one becomes more popular their previous game doesn't do so well but because they've got multitude of games yeah it's the impact isn't as severe um and you're playing on a huge demographic um wave yeah exactly so so having said that that was my last question i do have one promised final question um and uh uh how much? Sorry, it goes back to what you just said—that somebody can spend forty thousand on a on a sort of bespoke gaming PC. Um, how much would you estimate you spend on gaming? Me personally, yeah. Um, I mean, 
A year. A year. A couple games at £60 a time. Uh, some expansion packs that come out with it. Uh, probably about £250, if that. Um, but this year is going to be... Less than £500 a year. Yeah, this year is going to be different because I've got the PlayStation 5 on pre-order. They came out yesterday. Um, and would that be typical of your friends as well? I mean, or, yeah. or are you a cheapskate? No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm actually the... Uh, it's not something to be proud of, but I'm actually sort of... The one who spends the most. Yeah, I'm the big spender in the in the gaming with my, with my little group. But I mean... So that's £10 a week, basically. Yeah. 40 quid a month. Yeah, give or take. And I mean, it's... And then I guess it's, it's the time, the data on it, your mobile phone. Yeah, it's the mobile data. It's the, so let's you know, say another five or a, I mean, a week or a month. Yeah, and I mean, the internet's a fixed price these Basically, days. Yeah, so. so that doesn't... I don't include that because I'm also streaming Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a very affordable way. It is affordable, but it, the money can ramp up. You know, you do yeah. see stories in the newspaper of, you know, uh, a mother giving their child their her phone to play on the app store and to play on a yeah. game and then they rack up a 600 pound bill on the app store because they yeah. got free gems or whatever to have more turns it, yeah. so yeah yeah you know it, like anything it can rack up um it just depends how many games you play i mean i've got my very sort of select few games that i play uh, again like racing uh football and then sort of call of duty and sort of those sort of first person right. shooter games right right Okay, um, well, uh, thank you very much again, Matt. Um, uh, I hope those of you who have listened to this have found it useful. You've been listening to Real World Investing, a podcast by Team Asset Management, presented by Mark Club. To find more episodes of our podcast, go to our website or where you usually get your podcasts from. Team is about investing your money. Your money is our investment. You are in our team. We are your team. Visit www.teamassetmanagement.com for more information or to connect with us.